Let us turn to the book of Judges, chapter 9 and verse 8. The book of Judges, chapter 9 and verse 8. The book of Judges, chapter 9 and verse 8. The Bible says, The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, Reign thou over us. Let's read this once again. Judges chapter 9 and verse 8. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, Reign thou over us. Amen. Today, with the help of the Lord, I'll share a message with the title, Lessons from the Olive Tree. Lessons from the Olive Tree. In this story, the context is that uh, a man called Jotham, uh, he noticed that Israel were about to appoint uh, his brother to become king. And clearly, uh, you know, this was a sort of rebellion and uh, he was not happy with it. So he came uh, in front of uh, these people who were behind the rebellion and said and told them a parable. And in this parable, he starts by saying that the trees decided to anoint a king over them. And remember, at this time in the history of Israel, uh, they really, it was a time of the judges. So this idea about a king was something strange, something which we know later came because the people wanted to be like the other kingdoms. But it was not something God wanted for Israel. Israel was supposed to be a theocracy, a kingdom which was run by God. But they wanted a human king. And we know how that ended up with King Saul. But, but this story is told before that time. But nevertheless, you understand that this notion of a king is not something for Israel. So Jotham begins the parable by saying that the trees decided they wanted a king. And the first tree that they put forward unanimously as the candidate for king was the olive tree. Amen. Let's all say olive tree. <laughs> now, you know, when I read this, the first question is uh, olive tree. Why the olive tree? Uh, how does even the olive tree look? Is there anything special about the way the olive tree looks? And uh, the more I began to research and look around, I, I realized, uh, no, there actually is absolutely nothing special about the olive tree. In fact, um, if I were to try to show you just any random picture of an olive tree, 
you you would be surprised when you look at it. You would look at it and say, but this does not look like a candidate for king. Yeah, I'm sure uh, there are better candidates for king of the trees, <laughs> if you will, than uh, what do you call it? The olive tree. Let's see if I can share my screen here with you and just have a look at this. Of course, those on the audio uh, podcast would not be able to see this, but uh, those who are would be later listening to a podcast, uh, the podcast version, please uh, have a look. I mean, Google an image of the olive tree. Now, when you look at the olive tree, clearly this is not what you would consider to be king material yeah just just look at the image who wants to make such a tree a king yeah nothing visibly beautiful or wonderful about this tree so uh, how would we even describe such a, a tree well the trunk of this tree if you look at the trunk, the trunk is really thick and it is gnarled, G-N-A-R-L-E-D. It looks like it's twisted. It looks like it's been traumatized. It seems to have a rugged and, and twisted texture. The tree often is short. Uh, of course, some can be tall, but the older the olive tree is the more gnarled and twisted and you know it's it's not the most beautiful of trees to put it this way it uh, often has an irregular growth pattern even the branches may be twisted or contorted in shape so you put all of this together and clearly uh something is not right why did they first suggest the olive tree as king? You remember the time Samuel, the prophet Samuel, went looking for a king among the children of Jesse. And when he saw Eliab, the eldest in the family, he looked at him and because of his impressive height, he said, surely, this must be the Lord's anointing. But what does God tell him? Let's read 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 17. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 17. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 17. The Bible says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, for the Lord looketh on the heart. Praise God. Can we all say amen to this? And we should be thankful for this. So, Samuel was judging and perceiving things as a human being. But when you look through the eyes of God, you do not see according to human, you know, the human yardstick of measure, the human ways of doing things, thankfully.
the trees did not make the mistake that Samuel made. <laughs> it's a little interesting. The trees did not go to look for the tallest tree, the most powerful. They did not look for the grandest tree. They could have gone to the cedar tree. The most famous tree in the Bible is the cedar, the tree of Lebanon. It's even on the flag of Lebanon. So somehow the trees did not make the mistake that Samuel made. They actually made a good choice. Imagine all the trees coming together. And just think about how many species of trees there are. The th the, of the thousands and thousands of trees, they all unanimously with one accord in unity chose the olive tree. And that's what we need to study today. I realize, hmm, good choice, good choice. Let's all say good choice. If you want a king over you, don't go looking for the most powerful, the most, you know, impressive in height and whatever, you know, aesthetic, etc. We need to see as God sees. And actually in this parable of Jotham, we should learn from these trees. They, they did make a good choice. And we need to understand what is that choice? Why? The olive tree, praise God. Amen. As I said, the olive tree is, is not impressive to look at at all. In fact, it probably is one of the ugliest of trees. But we will be studying some things about the olive tree, which uh, when you look at it through the eyes of God, they made a good choice. You see, the first thing I, I would like to say is if the olive tree had been a vain and arrogant tree, it would have not hesitated to be king over all the trees, right? <laughs> I mean, imagine all the world coming to you or me and saying we've thought long and hard about this and we feel that you are the most qualified to be king. I think most of us would say, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've, uh, I've always wondered. I mean, yeah, I've always thought there was something special about me. <laughs> you see, that's how human reaction would be. But guess what the olive tree said? The olive tree was not interested. Praise God. The olive tree was a humble and God-fearing tree. And this may come as a surprise, but... Based on the parable of Jotham, we need to read and understand what the olive tree said. It gave a godly answer to the people who came to make it king, to the trees that came to make it king of the trees. Praise God. Amen. Yes, today the uh, olive tree is going to teach us to be humble. It's going to teach us uh, something about its virtue in the Bible. Amen. It really is a special tree chosen by God. Amen. For the work of God and to bless people. So clearly the first thing is the olive tree was not 
looking for fame. It was not looking for attention from the other trees. Because in Judges chapter 9 and verse 9, Judges chapter 9 and verse 9, the olive tree replied, it said, the Bible says, but the olive tree said unto them, should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? Wow, praise God. And somebody shout hallelujah. Praise God. May God give us grace to speak like the olive tree. May God give us grace to refuse fame, attention, popularity, and to say, should I leave my fatness? The word in Hebrew for fatness means blessing, anointing. I mean, the olive tree literally had oil in it. Praise God. The oil of blessing. Amen. The olive tree said, should I leave my blessing, my fatness? Through my oil, through my blessing that God gave me, God is honored. And man is also honored. Humans are honored. No, sir, I'm not leaving. Amen. You know, next time you buy some olive oil from the supermarket, remember the message of the olive tree. Praise God. The olive tree replied, I am not going to change my mission. I have no interest of becoming king. Praise God. Let's look at some of the things the olive tree is famous for in the Bible. Did you know that the olive tree was the first to declare to Noah and all the creatures on the ark that the waters had abated and that it was safe to disembark? It was the olive tree which said, welcome to the human family. Welcome back. Praise God. What a privilege was reserved for the olive tree. Noah's dove plucked off a leaf from the olive tree and brought it back to Noah. So it was the olive tree that welcomed the human and animal families back to the new world, cleansed of all sin. Praise God. Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. Let's in fact read from Genesis chapter 8 verse 11. Genesis 8 and verse 11. Genesis 8 and verse 11. Genesis 8 and verse 11 says, And the dove came unto him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So no one knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. Praise God. Amen. So, Throughout biblical history, the olive tree has played a blessed role in human history. That's why I said it was the olive tree which basically gave the first message to Noah and his family. Of all the things on the earth that could have said it is okay to leave the ark, it was the olive tree which said welcome back. 
Amen. The olive tree has always been ministering to us. That's why the olive tree said, no, I am not going to leave the service of God. I'm not going to leave my mission and become king over you trees. Find another king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, do you know what Jesus called you for? Have we become distracted? Have we become kings? Have we left our mission? Somebody may say, but, but brother, brother, I'm, I mean, I'm doing well. I've been asked to become a king. Perhaps you're in the wrong place. The olive tree refused. The olive tree said, thank you, but no thank you. How can I leave my blessing? By my blessing, God is honored. Mm. And humans are honored. I will not come and become king. This message is basically to ask us the question. Have we deviated? If God called you to be a Christian, somebody once said, do not stoop to become a king. Amen. There is no title on this earth greater than being a servant of Jesus, being a child of Jesus. There's no kingship that can compare to this. Don't leave your ministry. Don't leave your calling. Amen. Even though all the trees may think that you are the right person to be king, say no. How can I leave? How, how can I just go to the palace and do other things than what God called me to do? Praise God. Amen. So the olive tree not only welcomed Noah and the family of Noah back to the earth, basically saying all is well. A green light. The olive tree more than anything is the tree that has played the closest role in the temple in Israel since the days of Moses. Let's turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 27 and verse 20. The book of Exodus, chapter 27 and verse 20. The book of Exodus, chapter 27 and verse 20. The Bible says, And thou shalt command the children of Israel, that they bring thee pure olive oil, beaten for the light, to cause the lamp to burn always. Let me read that again. Exodus chapter 27 and verse 20. And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamp to burn always. Amen. What an honor was bestowed upon the olive tree. Amen. You see, in this sense, the olive oil pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we know that Jesus is the light of the world. Did you know that the only oil or the only light in the temple came from olive oil? There was no other light. No olive oil, no light in the temple. It would be dark. Do you understand why the olive tree said, shall I leave my fatness? 
Shall I leave my blessing? By which God is honored. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people would read the scriptures in those days beside candlelight? Or there were no candles even back then. They would use lamps which were, you know, run on olive oil. Fueled by olive oil. How many people would pray in the temple, the priests, beside the light from the olive oil? Do you see what I meant by saying that the olive tree has always been a close companion, a constant companion of those who see God, those who honor God, those who seek to pray, those who seek to read the Bible. There was always some olive oil around for light. And Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. In John chapter 8 and verse 12. John chapter 8 and verse 12. The Bible says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Praise God. Amen. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Praise God. The olive oil was not willing. The olive tree was not willing to stop serving in the temple. Praise God. The olive tree refused to find a new calling. Because the olive tree knew there is no higher calling than being in the house of God. I want to plead with you. Not all promotion is promotion. Not all uh, career moves are from God. We need to make sure. You know, whatever people may offer you. Never leave the blessing that you have. Never stop the blessings that you give to the kingdom of God. The olive tree knew that if it becomes a, the king of the trees, it will no longer have time to produce, to give it of its oil for the temple worship, for even ordinary people at night to light their lamps and do their work at home. I mean, the whole of Israel, the ancient world, was dependent on olive oil to keep, to have some light at night. What an important job the olive tree had. That's why it said never. You've come to the wrong tree. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So the olive tree had no desire to abandon its blessed privilege towards God and humans. It wants to see its oil brought into the temple and into the holy place. How can one compare such an honor with becoming the king of the trees? Which other tree's fruit or oil was brought into the holy place? Just think about it. No other plant or tree could say that my fruit will be taken into the holy place. Hallelujah. Now that is 
you know, bragging rights, license to boast. I don't want to become a king. My oil is taken into the holy place where the priests pray, where the priests sing unto God. Don't try to give me another job. Don't try to lower my status because God has honored me. He commanded Moses and the children of Israel to come to me, to receive oil from me and take it into the holy place. <laughs> now that's some serious honor. Praise God. So all those who feared God would come to the olive tree. Praise Jesus. And the olive tree knew the blessing that God gave it. The olive tree was not willing to part with his blessing. I want to ask you a question. Are you aware of the oil of fatness that Jesus has bestowed upon you for his name and for his kingdom's sake? Are you aware of the blessings that come through you that Jesus gave you? The olive tree knew fully well the blessing that it had. Esau did not know the value of the blessing he had. The birthright, the firstborn's birthright. He took it lightly. In fact, he despised it. But not the olive tree. The olive tree asked a question back. Should I leave my fatness? Should I leave my blessing? Amen. Shall I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? Mm, praise Jesus. No one was able to answer the question of the olive tree. May God give us grace. When the world comes and they want to promote us, quote unquote, that we ask them questions. We let them know this is not promotion. This is demotion. Amen. I don't want to be cast out of the temple of God. I don't want another tree to take my place. I don't want another oil to be brought into the temple. Hallelujah. What blessing have you been giving to the kingdom of God? Are you aware of your blessing, brother, sister? Because if not, you will lose it. And you wouldn't even know when you lost it. But the olive tree knew fully well, knew exactly what its blessing is. And it had no desire whatsoever to part with it. That's why the message is called Lessons from the Olive Tree. I showed you, I said in the beginning, there's nothing special about the appearance of the olive tree. But the other trees knew it's not about appearance. It's about some other factors. Because based on appearance, you do not go to the olive tree to make it a king. And you see, in the same way, isn't it always the case that the people whom God chooses and uses, they're not often... The, you know, the tallest, the most beautiful, the most handsome, the most this, the most that. 
God often chooses, he calls, the not-so-wise, the Apostle Paul said, the not-so-noble, you know, the, the, the very ordinary people like you and me, God chooses, God calls. Because it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside, which is important. Amen. Many people make mistakes because they look at somebody like Samuel even. And they say, surely this person is worth following. Based on what? What is your criteria? Often it's not what's on the inside. It's not a proven track record. But it's other emotional issues. Sometimes you're not even able to explain. So we need to learn from the olive tree, especially in these last days, when there are all sorts of offers and all sorts of, you know, temptations here and there. Let us refuse to be kings of this world. Do you know who accepted the job in the end? To be king? It was the bramble tree. Bramble tree. Bramble basically means a thorny bush. A thorny bush. A bush with thorns. So the bramble tree is basically a thorny bush. Yeah? Let, let's also have a look at a bramble uh, thorny bush. And let's see who finally became or accepted the offer <laughs> of becoming king for these trees. It, it will shock you. The guy who said yes to this job basically looks, I'm trying to get a good picture to share with you. Uh, let's see. Uh, something like this. Yes. And I'll just be showing you, uh, sharing with you my screen here so that you can look at it and have a laugh. Uh, right here. Please look at this bush here with thorns. Yes, that's exactly the tree that said, uh, yes, thank you. I'll take this job. Just look at it. Doesn't even have any leaves, leaves on it. It has just thorns. Um, you see, the problem with this is that once the humble tree, the olive and the others said, no, thank you, because they know their blessings. Because the job of being king, the job of, uh, you know, promotion and pride is really the job of those who don't have any fruit. It's the job of those who, you know, who, who basically have no real call from God. Their call is to accept such kinds of titles, kings, whatever. And you know what the bramble tree said? The thorny bush? Let's look at Judges 9.15. If you wish, you can call this the, uh, you know, the king's inaugural address or the, or the president's inaugural address. When they came, the bramble bush said, okay, I'll take the job. Listen to what he said in Judges 9.15. And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth you anoint me king over you, 
then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. What? This is how those who have no call speak. You know, he doesn't have any leaves. So what shadow is he talking about? Eh? He has no shadow. Anyone foolish enough to accept the bramble as, it's, as your king will be scratched and injured. You will be scorched by the heat of the sun. There are no leaves to protect you. You know, even before they anointed him king, he was threatening them. You know, normally dictators wait till they become president or king. And slowly they show their true colors. But the bramble, even before he was made king, he's already threatening them. <laughs> God have mercy. So let fire come out and devour the cedars of Lebanon. What? Lebanon, what? Under what authority? What power? So, the bramble boasts of gifts it does not have. But the olive has gifts it refuses to corrupt. Amen. That's the difference between the bramble and the olive. May God make you an olive tree and never a bramble bush. Praise God. Let's pray for ourselves and say, Jesus, let me not become a bramble bush. In Jesus' name. Let me not boast of gifts that I do not have. The bramble was good for nothing. Nothing. You know, people didn't even use thorns to burn, you know, for fire or anything. It was good for nothing. And they, in the end, that's the tree that said, I will be king. The olive tree teaches us to know who has given us gifts and to be faithful. Amen. Let the other trees follow the bramble, but we will follow only the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The olive tree is faithful. Praise God. Somebody say faithful. Faithful. This is one of the greatest qualities of the olive tree. That's why the trees went first to the olive tree. Because they know that the olive tree has outstanding qualities. And one of them is faithfulness. Praise God. Even King David compared himself to an olive tree in the house of God. In Psalm 52 and verse 8. Psalm 52 verse 8. David said, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. May God make us like an olive tree in the house of God. The olive tree doesn't want to leave the house of God. The olive tree doesn't want to become a king. It's always green in the house of God. Did you know that an olive tree can live to be 4,000 years old? 4,000 years old. Wow. There are very few trees that can compare to that. So do you see why I said the olive tree is faithful? Praise God. The olive tree, it's as if God blessed the olive tree. I'm going to show you a picture of some of the oldest olive trees in the world. These olive trees from Greece 
are 4,000 years old. Consider that. Look at these pictures here that I'm sharing with you. They are called the Vuves olive tree, olive trees. These trees that you're looking at are 4,000 years old. They are olive trees. Remember I said they're not beautiful to look at, but they are always around. They're always green. They keep producing their fruit year in and year out. Year in and year out. 4,000 years producing fruit in Jesus' name. Wow. Who doesn't want to become an olive tree? <laughs> Praise God. To produce fruit in old age, Jesus. Make me an olive tree. Hallelujah. May God make you an olive tree in the house of God. Make you green and for 4,000 years pro provide fruit. Imagine one olive tree could be giving oil for the temple longer than the temple existed. Think about it. Do you know the olive trees live longer than the temple? <laughs> Hallelujah. This olive tree that I'm talking about now, it was actually existing before the Temple of Solomon. How about that? Isn't that amazing in Greece? That olive tree is 4,000 years old. The Temple of Solomon was built 3,000 years ago. So that olive tree could have been giving oil to the Temple of Solomon and the Temple of Herod and even in the Temple of Zechariah when Jesus comes back, if the Lord would come back soon. Praise God. Forever and ever and ever, may we be faithful. May we be green. May we be producing oil. Hallelujah. Amen. The olive tree will outlive other trees. That's what I always tell people. My goal, your goal should be, we don't wake up and rush. We are here for the long term. Amen. We want to be faithful for thousands of years. Amen. Forever and ever serve Jesus. The weather changes, people come and go. The olive tree was always there. Praise God. Do you know that the olive tree we looked at in Greece was there in the time of Abraham? At the time of Abraham. Praise God. See what God makes. That's why the olive tree said, Shall I leave my fatness by which I honor God and men and go to be promoted over you? You know what the olive tree is saying? You know, I'm going to become a very lonely king because all of you will keep dying. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Imagine a king who all his people keep dying. And all the time, new children, new one people are being born. They keep saying, long live the king. The king says, uh, I know I will live long. Uh, the question is, how long will you live? Amen. Praise Jesus. Few trees can outlive the olive tree. May God make us an olive tree to flourish in his garden forever, in his coats forever and ever. Keep producing oil. Hallelujah. Amen. Year in and year out, they produce fruit and olive oil to bless God and humans. Just consider some of the benefits of olive oil. Did you know that olive oil is good? It has healthy fats. There are good fats and bad fats. Olive oil has good fats. 
Did you know that people who live in the Mediterranean, where you have a lot of olive oil and what we call a Mediterranean diet, they use a lot of olive oil. And this olive oil has properties to protect your heart. It has antioxidants. Antioxidants are known to help prevent cancer. Olive oil has anti-inflammatory properties. That means if you something swells in your body, olive oil will work against it. It protects against heart disease. It fights Alzheimer's. Imagine, olive oil can help fight Alzheimer's disease. Olive oil can help reduce type 2 diabetes. And it can also help to alleviate rheumatoid arthritis. Arthritis. Rheumatism. It can help to alleviate. Till today, olive oil blesses humanity. That's why the olive tree said, shall I leave my fatness by which I honor God and men, human beings, <laughs> to be promoted king over you? No, you came to the wrong place. I have no desire to be king, to leave my job. Praise Jesus. May we answer the devil like the olive tree answered the trees, the other trees. The devil will surely come. He came to the Lord. He offered the Lord another job. And we know what the Lord answered. In this life, many times, brother or sister, the enemy will come to offer you another job, to take you away from church on Sunday, to take you away from prayer meetings. He will try to promote you as king. He will do whatever he can. He will give you all sorts of titles. Let's always answer, shall I leave my blessing in the church? Shall I leave my blessing in the house of God? No. Amen. Praise God. The olive tree did not want others to serve it, but to serve others. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ also served other people. So, Again, we see another example of how the olive tree reminds us of the character of our Lord Jesus Christ. I said earlier, the olive tree did not look good in appearance. One thing we know about the Lord Jesus was there was nothing special about his appearance. That's why Judas had to kiss him, to identify him. He was so inconspicuous. There's nothing special about the olive tree. But we know it can live for thousands of years. Its oil has so many blessings. Amen. Jesus looked ordinary, but in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Colossians 2 verse 9, and we are complete in him. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5, 6, and 7, Philippians chapter 2, Verses 5, 6, and 7. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Amen.
Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It was in the form of God. The Greek says, though he was God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Meaning, when you see his behavior, you do not think here as somebody who is forcing attention, forcing people to look at him, recognize him. He was humble. I said in the beginning, Israel wanted a king, although God was their king. The olive tree wanted only God as king. Amen. That's the difference between the olive tree and the other trees. The other trees wanted a king. The olive tree already has a king. His name is Jesus. Praise God. Do you have a king, brother or sister? Do you have a president? What's his name? Our king is called Jesus. Amen. He is not only king of the Jews. He is our king. He is my king. He is your king. Amen. We are not looking for another king. Amen. We have a king. Pilate asked him, are you a king then? He said, yes. He was born for this purpose. Praise God. Jesus, are you born to be a king? Yes, that's what the wise men said. They said, we are looking for him who is born king of the Jews. He doesn't inherit kingship. He is born a king. Amen. Let's say that together. Jesus is born a king. He is the original royalty. Ah, there's nobody going to make him a king. He is king of kings, Lord of lords, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the olive tree was not looking for a king. He already had a king. We live in a world today, I always look at them, they're waiting for something. Maybe the next president of the USA will fix everything. Hmm? Maybe the next prime minister of the UK is going to solve this problem. How many people have come and gone and during their lifetimes they kept going from frustration to frustration? We will not make that mistake. We will not go like these trees looking for a king. We have a king. His name is Jesus. Praise God. It is as if the Lord Jesus himself blessed the olive trees with longevity, long life, because of their faithfulness. You know, whenever a person is faithful and useful for the kingdom of God, I've noticed that God takes care of them. And we say God takes care of those who are useful. Amen. You know, in the old days, when a person was dependent on a pair of oxen to plow the field, you can be sure they're going to take care of those oxen. But no oxen, no food, no harvest. In the same way, God takes care of those who are useful for him. Believe it. And God took care of the olive tree because it was useful for his kingdom. It was a source of oil for the temple. Amen. The olive tree did not only provide oil for lighting homes in Israel. 
it was the only tree whose oil was commanded to be in the temple. I mean, God commanded Moses to get olive oil and put it in the temple. The only light that was in the temple was actually the menorah. And the oil in the menorah came from the olive tree. Praise God. May you, you be useful for Jesus and may he give you long life. Long life. Like the olive tree. May he bless you. Because you bless the house of God. Because you bless the house of God. Amen. I have seen over the years people who are faithful to the house of God. Faithful to serve him. They really become like a green olive tree in the house of God. They live relatively blessed lives compared to other people around. Watch them. And see how God blesses their faithfulness. Amen. Because they are useful to the Lord. Just like the olive tree is useful and lives for thousands of years. I, we went to the Garden of Gethsemane. How many of you remember the Garden of Gethsemane? And we saw the trees that were there. And I remember reading a you know, little uh, sign there. Which, uh, you know, there, there was some, you know... Words, captions, if you will, posted beside the, these trees. And it said that some of the trees there were 2,000 years old. And that caught my attention. I remember the first time standing there for an hour, just looking at that tree. Uh, if it really was 2,000 years old, then that tree was planted around the time of the Lord Jesus. And I was, wow. I looked at it and I said, wow. You were a baby back then. And you're still around. And you will still be around perhaps when Jesus comes back. You see how blessed the olive tree is? <laughs> the olive tree could say, yes, I was there when the Romans came. And then I remember when the Catholic Church started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there were people coming here from, from Rome. And then I remember when the Byzant Byzantines came from the, you know, Constantine and after him, the Eastern Roman Empire. And then I remember, yes, when um, the Crusaders came and, and later the Ottomans from Turkey. And then I remember the British and then, yeah, the Six-Day War. And uh, now the Jews have come back. Can you imagine that that little olive tree was around when all of these events that I spoke about now happened? <laughs> Praise God. That's amazing. That's mind-blowing. So, ah, hallelujah. May God make us useful and may we live long and productive, productive lives like the olive tree. May we be there when Jesus returns. Hallelujah. Amen. In heaven... There are two witnesses whose names we are not told. However, they too are symbolized by olive trees. Did you know that? I mean, the olive tree symbolism is not just confined to this earth. It's even in heaven. Let's read Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 14. It will surprise you. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 14. 
Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 14 says, no, verse 11 first, verse 11. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And in verse 14, Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Zechariah the prophet saw two olive trees. And he asked, well, what are these olive trees? He called them anointed ones. Do you see that the olive tree is considered to be anointed? It stands, it even represents men of God, workers of God, ministers. And the answer was, these are the two anointed ones. That stand by the Lord of the whole earth. That means they never leave the side of the Lord. Just like the olive tree said, I will never leave the service of God. Don't ask me to be king. Amen. See, faithfulness. The olive tree does not leave the side of God. Does not leave the temple of God. Does not leave the house of God. Praise God. Amen. Make us like the olive tree, Jesus. And let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 11 and verse 4. The book of Revelation, chapter 11 and verse 4. The Bible says, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Wow. Not only in the book of Zechariah, in the book of Revelation, there are two anointed, powerful ministers of God who are called the two olive trees. Who wants to be an olive tree? Who never leaves the presence of God? I want to be an olive tree. At the end of this message, we'll pray for ourselves. I don't know what we pray for each other, but I think the best prayers you can pray for yourself is, Lord, that I may never leave you. That's my prayer. I, I pray it with intensity, with tears. I always say, Lord, I don't know about the future. I don't trust my flesh. All I know is I will pray hard until you grant it to me that I will never leave you. I want to be like the olive tree in the house of God. I don't want to leave your presence no matter what. Amen. If tomorrow they send a message to, to us saying, come, be the king of this country or the president of that country. We should be quick to answer like the olive tree. Should I leave my fatness by which God and men are honored to be promoted over you? God have mercy. Let me finally conclude by, because we can't talk about the olive tree and its blessing without talking about the garden of Gethsemane. And that is where humanity received one of its greatest blessings Amen. The place of crushing, that's what it means. The Gethsemane means the oil press. That was where the oil was crushed in Jerusalem. Tons and tons, liters and liters of oil flowed there. You see, the olive tree can never bless the temple or humans without the fruit first being Crushed. That's the meaning of Getsemani in Hebrew. 
in Aramaic, Gethsemane. Now Jesus came to the garden of Gethsemane to be crushed. In other words, Jesus was basically confirming the blessed role symbolism played by the olive tree. That night, Jesus came and was surrounded by many olive trees in the garden of Gethsemane. Even the apostles went to sleep, brothers and sisters. The only creation that he had that was watching over him, observing, if we can call it so, symbolically speaking, figuratively speaking, were the olive trees. He was crushed in their presence. He became sorrowful unto death. He began to pray, Amen, with agony. Let me tell you that the olive trees were not strangers to somebody praying with agony. I said earlier that their oil was taken into the temple. And the temple in the holy place, that is where the priests would pray to God. And I'm sure that many priests prayed with intensity. So olive oil and strong prayers always went together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Once again, the olives were witnesses to strong prayers. But the strongest of strong prayers made by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Praise God. Matthew 26 verses 36 and 37. Matthew 26, verses 36 and, 20, and 37. The Bible says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here, while I go yonder and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Amen. Like I said, it was no co coincidence. That our Lord Jesus prayed his greatest prayer for us in the company of olive trees. They were the only witnesses and company he had that night. It is fitting that the olive trees, faithful ministers of the temple, were witnesses of the Lord's final battle for our salvation. For thousands of years, the olive trees gave their oil for lighting the lamps, which helped ministers and other God-fearers to read the scriptures and pray at night. At Gethsemane, olives were crushed to release the blessed oil. Similarly, the Lord Jesus was crushed spiritually at Gethsemane to release salvation for the world. Amen. Consider for how many years olives have been witnesses to loud and intense prayers in the temple and now in Gethsemane. No wonder the olive tree said, should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? You know, as I said earlier, fatness in Hebrew is deshen or deshen. Deshen means abundance, blessing. Amen. Let us learn from the olive tree in conclusion. As, as I said earlier, I know I'm repeating myself, but that's the whole point of such a message. It may not be the most impressive in appearance, but it knew where its blessings came from. 
and it determined to never abandon its service to God and humans. And no wonder there are few trees that live as long as the olive tree and still produce fruit. Lord Jesus, grant us to be as olive trees. God bless you in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this message. Thank you for the instructions, for the lessons that we can learn from the olive tree. Help us, Lord, not to be uh, enchanted, bewitched by the titles, the honors that this world wishes to bestow upon us. Help us to respond as the olive tree did. To know where our blessings come from. And our blessings come from you, Jesus. The fatness, the, the shen that is in us is of the Holy Ghost. You anointed us with special oil through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And today, Jesus, help us to be faithful to our King, King Jesus. No other King we have. And we refuse to be promoted in other respects that take us away from our service to you. I pray for anyone who is here today in this room and later will download this message. I pray you speak with a clear and distinct sound or voice. Give them clarity so that they can make decisions that will honor you. So that they will know what they have in you. Bless your people, Jesus. We are your children. We just love you. We wish to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior. Anoint us. If we've accepted to be promoted over the kings of this earth or the, 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 the trees of this world, so to speak, I pray we will return to the former estate that you had selected for us. Give us strength, Jesus. We give you the praise today. We thank you for this Bible study. Help us not to end under the shadow of a bramble bush that has no leaves would only scratch and torment those who take refuge under such a tree. Bless your people today. We give you the praise. We give you the honor, Jesus. We magnify your holy name. You alone are God. Hallelujah. Help us to choose wisely. Help us to know what we have received from thee. We bless you with all our hearts, all our minds, all our souls, Jesus. Amen. Give answers to everyone who has questions in this place. We thank you for this assembling of your people again today. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks. In Jesus' holy mighty name we pray. And the church says, Amen, Amen, Amen.